So um, I want to do a sound check. I think some people couldn't hear me last night. Let me test that for um, anyone at the front, actually, because there's less speakers here, I notice. And is that okay for the front people at the front? Okay. <coughs> so have a breath out. Let yourself arrive back after the work period or if you're walking or chopping carrots, sweeping floors, cleaning toilets, wandering around aimlessly, enjoying yourself, not enjoying yourself. Welcome back. Breathe out. And just staying with that intention of landing for just a minute or two and then I'll offer some reflections about the first boundless quality. So establishing your seat. See if breath by breath you can invite your body to be here. And as our body lands and we're present, firm, established feet on the earth, as that comes, the mind and the heart can follow, they can start to rest, as the foundation of body on earth is known.
for the first boundless quality this morning till lunchtime we will orient toward around contemplate think about practice directly known in the tradition as metta kindness friendliness radiant expansive right that friendliness can expand to include more and more conditions of this world this inner world right the conditions of our inner world can be included the more and more conditions and beings of our so-called outer world uncramped without conflict restful and the practice that we'll engage in is known in the tradition as metta bhavana bhavana means cultivation like a gardener but like we become gardeners of our this apparatus that we kind of arrive with this body this heart this mind we start to cultivate it in directions that lead to more well-being more happiness more ease more freedom it's very simple really that doesn't belong to the buddhist tradition these are human potentials what's interesting about the buddha's teaching he's quite precise and clear in how to do that metta is not the same as romantic love it's not an exclusive love it's a friendliness you know that kind of unstoppable friendliness that you might have not seen for a while in yourself or it might be very well alive and well in you but a little bit like the the image of the child um in a, on a good day the child on a good day who kind of walks past the horses or whatever animal it it kind of naturally wants to extend it picks up some grass and sticks her hand out toward that horse's nuzzle nuzzle velvety nose right it's like something in us that feels friendly to beings yes it gets hindered along the way doesn't it we learn about fear and uh, in our journey of development many many things happen where that expansive radiant heart sometimes we think oh it's not such a good idea right i get hurt or i get rejected or i you know the horse salivas all over me or you know whatever it might be something in us can recoil and pull back from that natural expanse and we'll all have our own story with that and that's included but the return to the boundless heart is not to become the child but is to return to that unstoppable um unhindered heart with the discernment of the adult with the wisdom that can be brought to bear with such an apparatus such a heart as that 
such a heart as we have. The wisdom that comes with this beautiful heart is a direct knowledge of life, actually. It's a direct knowledge through encountering it, a direct knowledge of this ceaseless flow of experience. Have you noticed? It just keeps happening. You keep waking up in the morning, right? You keep breathing, you keep... Things keep happening, things keep changing. This body starts to move in that direction towards aging. New beings are born, unstoppable. That the direct knowledge of that ceaseless flow, it's unstoppable, it's not really in my control. Right? And yet we can be in contact with it, marvel at it, pulsate along with it. The heart can pulsate. Right? It does. It breathes in, it breathes out, it is sensitive. And that's sometimes why we put it away. It is sensitive. But it can pulsate along with the totality. We can start to trust that and see not only is it less cramped, less hindered, it leads to more happiness for myself and for others. The word metta is lovely, actually. I understand that it comes from the root of the word mid, which means friend in the original languages. And the feeling that goes along with that friend, right? If you think of your heart here, the friendliness of the heart, it signifies the heart growing fat and plump. And by connotation, it has the... uh, uh, quality of spreading and expanding, right? The heart can grow plump and fat as we can turn toward more and more conditions of our own heart and body and mind, welcome them, meet them with well-wishing. When the hate arises, the jealousy, the anger, the sadness, the despair, the desolation, all of those things, we can see them. We can meet them. We can be intimate with them without narrowing around them. The heart grows plump. It grows confident. It widens. And we relax. We can relax. So in the practice, we just turn our mind in this direction. Very simply. We want to keep it quite simple this morning. When the Buddha spoke about this in the text and the teachings, he spoke about it very naturally in a way. It's a very natural thing. Um, It may sometimes feel more natural that the heart shrinks or tightens or turns, right? Or pushes. That's an overlay on this radiant heart. That's a kind of, if you you imagine your heart is is like the sun, actually, like the sunshine. Even if the clouds are passing over, the sun is still unstoppably shining. But if we think we're the clouds, we don't see that. If the lightning passes through the sky, 
right? The charge that sometimes runs through you. Anybody never had any charge run through them? Right? Anger or rage or something like that. Like the lightning going through the, the sky. It does nothing to the radiance of the sun. It does not obscure it. The sun is still unstoppably shining. If we think we are the anger, we get stuck. If we start more and more, and we can in the practice, to rest and trust into this heart, these other conditions can move through, like weather patterns. We don't ignore But neither do we spin the story around them. So today, things may arise. You might get irritated. You might get bored. You might get whatever you get. What do you get? Sad, lonely, all those things. And we'll say more about those. They can arise in this context of this welcoming heart. But our gaze in the practice, what makes it practice rather than just getting carried away with our stuff, our mind. What makes it practice is that our gaze is firmly on our intention to return to something that is ennobling. Actually, that ennobles us. This return home, actually, to something more fundamental than our anger, more fundamental than our loneliness, actually. Where we start to pulsate along with ourselves, with each other, and starting to trust that that leads onward. There's a teaching that says, um, whatever you think about and ponder upon frequently, this will become the direction of your mind. Right? It's like you get that. Right? You start thinking about something, pondering upon it frequently, it becomes like a rut in the, you know, if you walk back and forth on the same point in the grass out there, it becomes a groove. We keep falling into it. One way of looking at this is if we keep inclining our mind toward this wish for well-being. That becomes the inclination of our mind. We start to remember it. It picks up its own momentum. And it's not uh, an overlay Um, It's an inclination that helps the groove kind of settle back into something that is self-sustaining, right? that is uh, optimizing, that is fulfilling, that is contented. Check it out. I mean, I'm sure some of you know this and that's why you're here. For those who may be more of a beginner to this, check it out. See, does it work? That's our basis of faith in these things, not because there's a good idea, but because when we check it out and apply ourselves to it, we see the effect, right? That's what faith, verified faith, is based upon. Faith in the possibility of waking up and returning. That's it. 
So a couple of things. Um, inclining the mind is not the same as trying to get somewhere. Right? It's a very, it's a very interesting thing. You know, if I say, okay, today we're going to cultivate friendliness and we're going to incline our mind to that. <laughs> Do any of you start to go, okay, right? Right? As if we've got a project we're going to kind of get stuck in. And, and we might be full of enthusiasm, and that's beautiful. But it's not something we can try too hard on. If we try too hard, our heart tends to tighten. Right? And yet, if we go, okay, I don't have to do anything, we'll probably fall asleep, all of us. <laughs> probably you're tired, and you know, it's quiet, not much is going on. So how do we keep reminding ourselves of our intention to be here and come, keep coming back to the practice, which isn't about getting somewhere else, it's arriving here via our own weather patterns? How the, how's the weather out there today in your mind? Anybody sleepy? You can, you can nod if it's true. Anybody sleepy? A few nods. Anybody irritated? Yeah, a couple of nods. <laughs> Anybody full of rage and hate? It's, it's allowed. It's not, people don't normally nod on the first morning tonight. Anybody actually full of love and ease? Yeah? Yeah, so whatever the weather, whatever the weather, come inside and check this out. Check it out. <clears throat> so, before I give you the instruction, here's a couple of questions. Do you have what it takes to do this practice this morning? Watch out if your heart goes, <laughs> maybe I don't. This is a bit of a trick question because you do. <laughs> so do you have a body? Right? That's one of the things we need for this practice. Do you have a body? You can just sort of quietly say, yeah, yeah, I have a body. Do you have a wealth of human experience this lifetime? Of being through the mill a few times? Being through the ups and downs more times than you care to mention? The joys and the sorrows. Do you have a wealth of human experience? I'm just assuming you do. We can't get this far without that. Do you have a wish for well-being for yourself and others? Do you have a wish for happiness? Do you have a wish to rest deeply while you're alive on this earth? Do you have a wish that the love that you know that's in your heart can be freely expressed and available for yourself and others? Do you have a wish for healing of the hard places, the tight places, the contorted places, the compulsive places? <coughs> and are you willing, last question, are you willing this morning to, to incline your mind in this direction that doesn't always call as loud? That's why we come into the silence. It doesn't always call as loud, but we kind of hear it. It's like something else is possible for this heart. Are you willing to incline your heart this morning in this direction?
So two ways that kindness, friendliness can be cultivated. One is by doing kind things. <coughs> Being kind, doing kind action in the world. That can, that can train the mind. But this practice is uh, another way that will support that kind action. So that that kind action isn't forced or fake or can be clarified and purified of any of our, like, I have to be good. It's not that. It's not a I have to be good. It's a self-sustaining wholeness, actually. That when we relax and rest, we find out that we're pulsating along with everybody else. Everybody else. Everything that lives. So the practice is quiet. This will enable the seed of your wish for well, for good, for, for wellness. Your wish for friendliness, that seed can drop deeper into the well that Jaya talked about last night. <coughs> deeper and deeper. So it's not just a good idea, it can take root in the soil of your being. Right, that plant can grow strong and healthy. So our kindness isn't forced. And becomes more and more available. Right, it's a training. We don't have to be there yet. It's a training, like a practice. Learning an instrument, literally, literally we're learning this instrument that we come with that has thoughts and feelings and sensitivity and intelligence and dodgy bits and walks around. We're learning this instrument so it can play, really play, the tunes that it can play. Okay, so... Um, with your body and posture for this practice, we'll, we'll move a little bit because we'll sit, I'll guide us into a sitting. There is more room in the hall here. If you need a bit more space, it's fine. Um, if any of you need chairs, there are more chairs in that little back room and you can put them at the sides here. Feel free to not have to struggle too much with your body. So if you've been on normal silent uh, Vipassana retreats, uh, we encourage a lot of working with the pain and sitting with difficult things, right? Which we'll have anyway. In this practice, you don't have to keep stock still. Stillness will support you in letting the mind settle, but you don't have to really go to those edges in the same way that we might encourage in other kinds of retreats. So do sit in a chair if you need that. Does anyone want to get a chair now? Knows they need it. There's three spare on that wall. Please do do, do use them. Um, if you're yeah, great. If you're in a chair, I have a bit of advice for the chair people: is to put something under your bum so that you don't sink and collapse here, right? So do go and get a cushion if you need one in the back room. That way the um, belly is a little bit more open. Right? You can put the blanket there or fold up something. 
Yeah, go get what you need. If you're on the floor and you need more cushions, now's a good moment. Um, you're on the floor, a couple of things, it looks pretty good from where I'm sitting, but um, <clears throat> any posture, you look for three points of stability with the ground, I do, I look for that. On the chair, you've got your bum and your two feet, right, this gives you that sort of triangle of steadiness. If you're on the floor, cross-legged, you're really looking for your two knees, and your bum. So you really want your knees in contact with the ground so you can be grounded. If they're not, what can happen normally for most people who aren't used to growing up on the floor, sitting on the floor, is that the knees come up, right? They stick up off the ground and then you get more backache than you need to, right? A couple of things, you can put more height under your bum. So, I don't know if you'll be able to see me from there, but imagine I'm sitting on the floor. If I put two or three cushions under my bum, I can sit on them, and when I cross my legs, my knees might come to the ground more easily. Or you can put something under the knee to give it contact with the ground, like a cushion. But don't, I wouldn't suggest working on cross-legged posture for these three days as your primary intention. Right? We, we've, I would say, got more interesting things to do than that. So knee, uh, kneeling is also a really good option. Either the little wooden benches that are at the back, where you, they have a slant and you sit on them, or imagine <coughs> three or four cushions stacked, right? And you straddle them. Actually, a uh, few of you are doing that. So your bum is on them and your two shins are on the floor. And that gives a real solid base. Okay. Let's um, take care and move our bodies a little bit before we come to sit. So come to standing. <coughs> come use the... Um, platform a little bit, get some room. Okay, um, hands supporting the lower back, let the pelvis rotate. And this morning in the practice, we're going to be offering metta for ourself and our body, our human, marvelous and frail body. Change direction. Feel the corners when you get to those spots where it feels kind of good, slightly edgy, you know those bits at the edge? Ah, oh, those bits.
Sense your feet in contact with the earth. Okay, shake out the hands. <coughs> Open the jaw. <coughs> Let the eyes roll a little bit in there, right? Go like from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Six o'clock, nine, rolling around. Okay. And the other direction. <coughs> that can really serve to break up some of this very fixated neural patterning that we get in the front of the brain of the way we think things are and who I am and who the world is. And just to soften that. And let the body breathe. So in the practice we incline to this plumped out um, heart. And the way we support that firstly is through resting really being allowed to be here exactly who we are, as we are. Not the, not the violence of trying to make ourselves someone else in the name of spirituality. Right? Something about this one who we often overlook or neglect or get over tight around this one so with a hand on the chest area and a hand on the belly finding the place in you where you do wish for your own well-being right we don't always know the best way to go about it. That's what wisdom is about. But we all wish it. That we share in common with every living thing. We want to be safe. Tell me if you don't. We can discuss it after. We want to be safe, protected, loved, at ease, at peace, um, respected, um, met with kindness. What else do you wish for? Met with welcoming, really welcoming you for exactly who you are. You don't have to get different yet. As I am. And just as you stand there before you say, I just want to um, tell you a poem, and then we'll, then we'll be in silence together for the practice. Um, this is from, can you hear me okay at the back? This is from the last entry in a diary of a poet called Raymond Carver. Uh, and he, he was dying of cancer, and he knew that. And this was his last entry. And it says, 
And did you get what you wanted from this life? Even so. I did. And what did you want? To call myself beloved. To feel myself beloved on this earth. Did you get what you wanted from this life? Even so. I did. And what did you want? To call myself beloved. To feel myself beloved on the earth. Breathing and see if it has any impact or not. Doesn't have to, but it might. This is the primary relationship. This is the one we wake up with every day. This is the one we will breathe with until our last breath. Investing in this relationship this morning, let's come to sit and cultivate metaphor ourselves. I'll tell you how. So we're going to keep it really simple to start, because we actually are pretty simple (laughs) at heart. We want happiness. We want to be allowed to be us. And to know the depth of this being. The way we can support the mind is to give it a couple of little phrases that we can keep bringing the mind back to. Because the mind might go off everywhere, right? All the things that call really loud. And we kind of tether the mind, gather it, kind of ask it to center around this intention. The phrases that we'll use this morning have to do with yourself and your body. We start with a really small apparently, piece of the puzzle, right? This one and this body. So I'm going to offer a couple of phrases. And we let them, you would choose the two or three that resonate with you this morning, that you like, or that are good enough. And you offer them to yourself, like inclining the mind. And as you offer them, you can let them receive them like a, like a gentle rain permeating through your body. So I'm going to offer a selection to start with and just see how they land with you, as if you were saying them to yourself. <coughs> so breathing. Try this one. May my bones be safe. May my bones be safe. Repeating it quietly, inwardly, does it land anywhere? 
it doesn't, you don't have to have a particular feeling that gets revved up. Right? That's not necessarily what happens. It's an inclination. It can be very, very quiet. Try this one. May my cells be able to breathe out. May my cells be able to breathe out. You know, when we get afraid, they kind of... My cells be able to breathe out. Try this one. May may I be able to care for myself with ease and joy. May I be able to care for myself with ease and joy. And as you offer the phrase, you can just pause and just listen in to the effect in your body. Maybe the arms soften a bit, maybe they tighten a bit. Maybe your mind starts objecting. It's okay. It's part of its job. But you stay with your intention. May this animal body be safe and respected. (coughs) May this animal body of mine be safe and respected. May I be able to treat this body with care and respect. So we're not making ourselves wrong for when we haven't been able to do that. We're inclining. May I be able to treat this body with care and respect. Because there's the understanding that we don't always do that. Our learning. Nobody's being made wrong here. So just choose two of those. I'll go through them again. Just for this first sitting and walking. And don't get too much into a dialogue about which ones you like and the philosophical benefits of either. Keep it really simple. May my bones be safe. May my cells be able to breathe out. May I be able to care for myself with ease and joy. May this animal body of mine be safe and respected. May I be able to treat this body with care and respect. May my body rest deeply on the earth. 
Just choosing two phrases and then spending some time in silence together. Gently repeating to give your mind a little tether. To give it something else to orient around. Because we wish for well-being. May my bones be safe. May my cells be able to breathe out. May I be able to care for this body with ease and joy. May my body rest deeply on this earth. And when your mind wanders to something louder or more compelling, breathe out. Ah, you are here. Letting go of the stories for now, not rejecting them, but listening to that deeper intention, right? It's a little deeper in the well. Cells be able to breathe out. Mm-hmm. 
May my bones be safe. Gently guiding the mind. Receiving the phrase. Letting your body
May my bones be safe. May my cells be able to breathe out. May I be able to care for this body with ease and joy. May this body be able to rest deeply on the earth. Gently guiding the mind. To 
this intention, <coughs> wishing yourself well, wishing your body well, daring to be this simple. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings be able to breathe out on the earth, in the air, in the water. May all beings be able to care for themselves with respect and joy. May we love and care for our bodies completely with no parts left out. Find somewhere to walk, 
stand at the beginning of a walking path and all you're going to do is just keep going with this groove, right? This groove, this inclination, this intention. And the way you do that is to stop, to, to remember. You might want to put your... Try it now if it works for you. It works for many people. It's just like, oh, that's right, I'm here. It's not just all a mental thing, right? Like, oh, yeah, I'm here, right? Feel free to walk with your hands on your belly and your chest. For many of us, it gives a little bit of containment rather than the mind can just kind of disappear out. And then you let the body lead and you use your two phrases. So the body leads, you feel it. You may my bones be safe. Breathe. You can use the breath. You can coordinate the phrase with the breath if you like, but don't make it too tight. You just walk in. Maybe may these bones be safe. Whatever two phrases you've got. You may be able to care for this body. So it's not abstractly this body. And it will be This one. The one I keep not noticing or over notice. Um, walk to the end of the car, so seven or eight meters long with the phrase. Stop, turn around, walk back. You're not going for a walk yet, we do that near the end. It's quite sort of organized, regimented, because that will support your mind to settle. Right? So it's not just having a good time. You can walk around with the trees at lunchtime. So this formality supports the mind to rest a little bit and for us to become more intimate with ourselves. And just keep going back and forth. Right. Mind will go, whatever it does, it will, it will say, uh, what's all this about? It's a bit strange. Stop. Well, okay, yeah, it might be strange, but let me check it out. Let's see, let's do it till lunchtime and see what happens. So we keep listening to that deeper call from well wishing. Um, and then one practice just before you come in, the bell will ring three times. Oh, actually, more than three times. Who's the bell ringer for this morning? Great. Do you ring that one? Is that three times? Okay. So with the three sheets, there's a big main bell, right, that rings outside. Um, if you're outside, you'll hear it. So as she rings the first time, stop <coughs> where you are. Just choose one of your phrases, whichever is your favorite one. Bell number one. Uh, stop. Okay. May, may my, my bones be protected. Bell number two. Open your eyes. Look at the other people there. May your bones be protected. Bell number three. Bong. May all bones be protected. Whatever your phrase is, you might not get on with bones. I'm into bones at the moment. <laughs> um, whatever is your phrase for your body that really speaks to you, your flesh, your cells, your bones, caring for it. It is. And this is just like a simple thing. It trains the mind because we're getting the mind into this groove. Even if we're not sure yet all about it, we train it. It's like learning scales on a piano or something. We train it. Bell goes. May, may, may I care for this body? Bell goes. May you be able to care for yourself? Bell number three. May all beings. Right? So self, other, and all beings. You might forget, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll learn it along the way. So
So the bell will go and then we'll come back in and we'll develop the practice. I won't say so much in the next sitting, but we'll develop it a little bit as we go through. So enjoy the walking. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.